Uh, how's your pizza dough, Caitlin? Uh, it's doing great. Good. Ooh. Is, it, is it in a warming Check drawer? Out. A pr- is it proving? I don't have a warming drawer, and my flour was cold, but it's a very easy and forgiving dough, so oh, everything great. will be just fine. Flour temperatures? <laughs> I keep my flour in the fridge because we have cabinet moths, and despite how tidy oh. we keep our cabinets, they just come back every oh, fucking geez. time. jeez. God. House bugs, you guys. House bugs the world. We just have empty cupboards and a very full fridge. Oh, Ugh. do you have bad house bugs? Well, it's no. New York. We have like one every like bugs. just enough weeks go by where you're like, I think we're good, and then they're like, Oh, here's one. How are you? Yeah, like, I terrible. Don't, it feels like they hibernate just so that they can scare you again. They just yes. they want to lull you into a <laughs> sense of security, and then they're like, I'm still moths. And you're like, Fuck. Mm. Like, like every bug just read the art of war. <laughs> yeah, right. exactly. exactly. <laughs> and their hibernation period is exactly my stress memory. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> it's so true. God, it's awful. All right, are you guys ready to celebrate the Rocktober? Yeah. We um, here to live our lives a quarter of a mile time, Alex? Oh man, I was watching when I was watching featurettes and like other incidental videos about this thing. They <sighs> were doing like a previously on and they went through the whole series because i have not seen one through four what i haven't i've seen five six seven in reverse order on for this show sorry all the all your other plans got canceled we have (laughs) you have work to do in six months i'm gonna watch flag day my son (laughs) in in six months i'm gonna watch number four and then another six months i'll watch three i'm just counting down on your you guys' orders but anyway uh yeah they all used to be so young yeah, that oh, baby oh, faces all. I watched the first one last night after watching the fifth one. Oh, yes. wow! Yeah, it's amazing to look back. I, it, series it makes you more turns. wistful than you think. Yeah, but the first one's such a weird little movie. It it's, is. It's mostly about stealing DVD players. I think. Yes. Really? And also uh, a Jetta. Uh, yeah, a and BW a Jetta. Jetta is... Sure, Giovanni Ribisi. Yeah. Yeah. Is that Wait. who that was? Yeah. Oh. Are, really? I thought you were just yeah. naming the car. There's an he actor so in the Jetta. He's so tiny and skinny. Yeah. Yeah. He's just, <laughs> super skinny and has sha- sh- shaved hair? Chris is just naming Scientologists at this point. <laughs> yeah. yeah Leah Remini. Welcome to this cast. <laughs> Back. I know. I'm still sad about it. <laughs> it hurts. Uh, all right. Let's, Always hurts. We can do it. I'll save my thoughts on the first one. I'm, I'm, ready, sure to do, I'm ready to do the show. Okay. I'm mm. so ready. Caitlin Gill, we made you watch Fast Five one of the top seven best Fast and Furious movies. Um, although if you read the poster, it's just Fast Ive. Yeah, I did that F Dublin. Yeah, the double F thing. Anyway, uh, we start in every show with a, by saying at least one nice thing. It's called the compliment sandwich. What is your favorite thing about Fast Five? Uh, same compliment I would give every movie in the series. Efficiency. It is yes. so efficient. Yes. There is no fat. No, nothing. No. It is a delicious steak, and all the fat is pulled below your steak for you to mop mm. up with a piece of bread if you want it. You can Whoa. think about this plot if you choose, but <laughs> yeah. it is bare, bare. I, yeah, def- this Chris. series knows what, it's, what it is more than I yeah. think any other series I've ever watched. Still managed to be two hours and 11 minutes long. Yes. Oh but gosh, yeah, yeah, there was so much heist. Yeah, they had, they had a lot of Listen, heisting to get done. It's an enormous steak, but there's no fat. Yeah. <laughs> the steak is a little big. Uh, I'm gonna go. Hope you like chewing. I'm gonna go next because you mentioned the heist, Chris, and I can't 
uh, hold back anymore. It's a straight up heist movie. That's what this straight is. Straight up heist movie. And I love heist movies. A scene. Why do you love heist mu- movies? A scene Alex. where a te- he has to gather a team just gives me this kind of tingling inside. Oh, I love a team. I love it when you got to get the team together. And their team was like, "I need a guy who can blend in anywhere and a person <laughs> who can talk Tyrese his way into Gibson. anything." Like, no. What? That's the efficiency demonstrated. That yeah. entire sequence was just, we need one of these. Here is the one of these. We need one of these. Here and is a girl, the one I of guess. those. And, yeah. most, yeah, and a lot of them didn't do much in the actual heist. It was like, we need someone whose butt is touchable. And then they got her and then used her butt touching. Yep. But then like just a lot of, it ended up. The whole oh, no. thing, the whole plan falls Shh. apart and they just drag a, a, a safe. And it's just the two guys in the safe. They could have done that without a team, but they wanted one. Oh, they, uh, they did, needed yeah. a team. That's the secret. The secret also, is... Also, <laughs> <laughs> Butt Touch Girl was the best driver. They she just was, yeah. didn't have her drive anything other than a garbage truck. Right. Yeah, they and did that later. But... <laughs> oh! Yeah. They also... I okay, mean... So in addition to a team gathering scene, they also said, this is our one last job. And they had a talk mm-hmm. about how they were, uh, where they, had, they sat around right before the heist talking about where they're going to spend their money, and it had an unlikely alliance. It was a, it was just a, just a perfect little heist. Ah, oh, I love it. People yeah. who just love to rib each other, yes. all the time. It just yeah, makes me tingle. Yeah, paperback ribs. <laughs> all right, Chris, uh, why don't you go next? What's your major comp? Uh, my comment is uh, so you see a lot of things in this movie. You know, we get we get the locale as another character in the movie. Sure. You get a lot of cars. You get some racing. You get some some of this, some of that. You get a heist at yes. the end. You get the Rock being the goddamn Rock, which is awesome. It's pretty rocky uh, in this movie. Yeah, but there's oh, yeah, a lot you rock. don't see. There are entire races, street races, <laughs> of which this movie made famous that they just skip. They're yep. like, yep, yep, well, Vin Diesel won that race. <laughs> yep. And like, they just get the best cars in all of Rio for this, and they mod them out so that they can tow a two-ton safe <laughs> through the streets at speed. They never talk about why. They never talk about how. They never talk about planning for it or the routes or any of it, and I love it. It's just like, Caitlin, you said. It just It's so efficient, yep. and there are parts you need to care about like the rock like being like oh is his teammates are dying and you know like he's like oh i'll save you vin diesel and like you don't really need to care about the other shit and i love it you do not I love it i also don't mind them skipping the race which is like races are just like the least interesting yeah it's like i don't know there was a little bit of a race where you're like oh this one's ahead now this one's ahead now this one's ahead for no reason that i can clearly determine just, yeah, because like, people get better at shifting gears. Yeah, somebody's really good at shifting. It's just not oh, hard to Are you talking watch. about the quarter mile that Dom let that, Brian win? Yes. Yeah, yeah, that took about four minutes. Uh, Alex, that's about family. Uh, <laughs> and that's what this movie is about. If there's one thing that, like, that this series of movies is about, it's about family. It is it's, about family. Yes. And uh, money. It's about family it's and about, money. I'd say it's and about cars mumbling, and, really. Yes, this I is, second that. <laughs> Like there's a part where Vin, like when Vin Diesel is talking about his dad and he says this like word salad that I th- it's like oh, I remember everything about my father like I, that felt like an important moment exactly Vin you're not gonna get a second take of that about. yeah he remembers I everything remember about his father. everything about my father but he said I that, like, that one about my father he said that like he was doing it into pudding he it was basically just, his. Just that his dad was like doing middle school again. 
with his sister. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just feels like you'd get a second take of that line. It just feel like a perp. Anyway, a lot of mumbling. Uh, that Tanya. was the sicky, sick, 60 second take, Alex, yeah. as I stutter trying to rip on another actor <laughs> in a high pressure situation <laughs> on a high budget film. I'm in a podcast in my den. Uh, this well, is, my yeah. male catcher looks like a giraffe. My my stakes are pretty low here. If you're taking shots to the throne, Caitlin, you best not miss. So true. You know, Tanya, wise words. Tanya, major comp. Oh, I do want to say the odds are that they recorded that whole thing in ADR. So Probably that really did. was the best take available. It <laughs> was not just like a gaffe. That was like, no, oh, Vin fuck. actually, listen, there's Andre the Love Giant and then there's Vin Diesel. He's got a very Neither deep of voice. them can say words. He's got a very deep voice and a lot of muscle surrounding all that. That's what it is. It's too much muscle tissue built up around his larynx. Yes. Can't get anything out. <laughs> so true. Um, Any time it's your for coming. <laughs> <laughs> Tony remembers everything about this movie. It is pepperoni. It was all sugar and, uh, and water. I don't, I don't want to, like, other than Chris's, like, super intense announcer voice, that voice hurts my voice the most. Oh, yeah, the Vin yeah. Diesel La Familia voice. Oh, compared to the announcer voice, <laughs> I, I think it's nothing. The announcer voice Well, I know, but you try saying more than La Familia. La Familia. <laughs> no, it's not good. It's not good. You, yeah. need, you need to build up your, your larynx muscles. Sure. Yeah. Um, I... Okay, I have sort of a hackneyed compliment for this for this movie. All right. Which is, there's a line that I... Because I've seen this movie before. That's yeah. right, Have everyone. you enjoyed this movie before? I've enjoyed this movie before. Okay. For certain. Um, but there's a line that had escaped my notice. And basically, one of the plots that we will eventually get to is that one of these characters is pregnant. <laughs> 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 And when it is revealed that she is with child, uh, there's a lot of like slapping on the back and like cigar unfurling that takes place. Yeah. Yeah. And in the very background, and I had not heard this before, one of the characters says to uh, Polly Walks, he's like, what happened to the pullout method, man? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, what, what, what? Was that, was that uh, Tyrese Gibihana's? I, I believe it was okay. Tyrese Gibihana's Gibbs. <laughs> yes. Uh, and I sort of, at first, sure, I clutched my pearls. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. But then I also sort of thought, you know, maybe this is a good thing. Maybe it's good that these like middle school boys who are hearing about this for the possibly for the first time understand that it is not a successful thing to do yeah yeah this is actually a good sex ed lesson the method weird sex ed lesson from your friends on the silver screen what happened to the method is she is now pregnant what happened to the method is we kept using it and this happened (laughs) dun dun it's not so much a method as it is not accomplishing what you want as it is a type of laziness so yeah anyway i uh yeah it was sort of at first, against, and then for that weird sex ed moment. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I d- I Which is that- funny because I doubt, like, within the first 10 minutes of this movie, a man is violently ejected from a train to be smashed to pieces by a pole mm-hmm. yep. perfectly positioned on the tracks. Mm-hmm. And yeah. yet, oh, you mean if the dude any catcher? of these characters were to say <laughs> fuck or shit at the wrong time, all of us would clutch our pearls. Oh, yeah. Like, this, yes. this series yeah. is the perfect example 
of uh, the rating system and where our priorities are, where violence means nothing, but a naughty word or something just beyond the line of what Fast and Furious says is okay is too much. Or a tit? Can you imagine if they showed a tit? I would... You can't... This is... This is the series for butts in the smallest shorts possible. A friend of mine just there is a, there is a butt scene in this with a suggestion of a of a bikini over them, but you can't take it off. You can't take it off. This isn't a nude series. It's not a violent series. Yeah, it's just good, it is clean, wholesome series, no murder, murder fun, but no blood. Yeah, this is the series that is the video game where your power bar never goes down because you can get hit by a crowbar seventy two times and still just walk it off on the fucking beach. Diesel in the end is in a white why. Shirt. <laughs> I, and any frank discussion of actual birth control would be way too far. I, yeah. A friend of mine watched this on a plane uh, when it first came out on planes, and the uh, the scene with the butts, they put a black bar over the butts no oh, just like a just like a rap video when i was a kid <laughs> yeah did they do that I, can i shout out to tip drill anyway so i just watched two fast and furious movies can i ask for a point of clarification certainly was this butt scene at a race or at a beach what butt scene are we talking about oh i was thinking of the race because there is the race. Yeah. it's There's a girl who walks by race. in like a in not a not a pant dress yeah. just a thing <laughs> It's just a shirt that, that stops. Be a store, <laughs> not a pant, not this a pant is, or short. Not a pant. Okay, good. The first movie has a very different aesthetic, but there are also butts. So I needed yeah. to make sure I knew what butt scene we were talking about. Thank yeah. you for that point. Thank you for the clarification. Yeah, I think Much there's a butt. I think there's a butt scene like that in every one of the movies. Like yeah. they always oh, have certainly. to go back yeah. to this like place where there are cars, but also butts. All of their cam- their cameramen are experts at the three foot position. They just walk along. <laughs> yep. They just hold yeah. All the, the camera cameramen on the show, their backs are thrown out, and they're just always hobbled yes. from like bending over to film butts. So you should get a back so brace. You can buy those at Not Pant. <laughs> yeah, Not Pant also not sells p- back braces. <laughs> from what happens to your back from looking at the butts that aren't in the pants? It's a full no circle. Pants. You gotta you know recognize your market, close the loops. <laughs> good morning meat suits welcome back to read it and weep we're good podcast uh about uh self-indulgent movies mostly uh i'm your host alex falcone you can follow me on twitter at alex underscore falcone joining me today as he always does uh he's at c walter smith on twitter in brookline new york it's mr chris smith we're gonna jump or jerk off alex Wait, shit. I mean, something the rock said. <laughs> yeah, what? That's uh, that's not this movie. It's not. Although it's similar in tone. It is. It's similar enough. That's uh, <laughs> is that Point Break? Fuck yeah, it is. Oh, nice. Okay. Uh, also, <laughs> also joining us today, also in Brookline, she's at the Tanya Best on Twitter. It's Tanya Smith. All right, listen up. The men that we're after are professional runners. They like speed and are guaranteed to go down in the hardest way possible. So make sure you got your thunderwear on. So we find them, we take them as a team, and we bring them back. And above all else, we don't ever, ever let them get in the cars. (laughs) Thank you, Agent Hobbs. (laughs) Also, I'm covered in baby oil. Covered. He's so moist. So moist. He looks so good. Mm, I could make a dozen towelettes. With the snap of my fingers. It was a little moister than I thought he needed to be, strictly speaking. <laughs> Listen, um, nobody knows how moist The Rock needs to be, except for The Rock himself. Rocktober! It is, Rocktober. It is real humid over there. 
I get. I mean, it is, but no one else was fitzing the way he was. Like at first, it was after like running, and then later he was just like sitting in a chair, pouring sweat down his forehead. Just must just be hot to keep that oven running. Yeah, Could keep all the rock moving. Yeah, gotta broil all that cod. <laughs> yeah, right. That's all the cod. <laughs> Everybody can smell what the rock is cooking. All right. And also this week we have a very special guest at a robot Caitlin on Twitter in Los Angeles. It's Caitlin Gill. Hey, Alex, did he smack that ass or did he grab it? Uh, <laughs> clunker lines for 400. <laughs> yeah, that one might have been a rare miss. That this. one was... Uh, <laughs> that line is just a comic's frustration at a bad tag because it comes back twice in the movie. Right. Like, they did it at one too many set. Like, man, you knew that didn't work the first time you did it. You're going to bring that to the next show? Really? You're going to try that again? It, yes. it didn't work. Oh, you're going to yell it this time, time and see if that fixes it? Yeah. <laughs> hey, I don't need you talking about my comedy like that, Kelly. <laughs> That's my strategy. Is like, this punchline isn't working. What if it was louder? Are we both yellers? I yell so much. You you Ugh. yell more strategically. I yell, like, frustratedly, I think. I'm just counting on passion to sell the distance between my punchlines. Anyway, <laughs> let's analyze the movie and not my sets. <laughs> All right, so this is episode number 361. Ooh. Yeah, we have now done as many episodes as the number of degrees Tony Hawk would rotate if he did just slightly more than a 360. What? That one sounds like a fib. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good one. <laughs> it's it, uh, mixed results in this first test. Uh, yeah. Next time I do that, I I'll like yell it. it. Uh, speaking of things <laughs> that are bigger than strictly necessary, this week we're talking about Fast Five. This yeah. is day one of the Rocktober Johnstober. Welcome, Read It and Weep listeners, to your and my favorite month of the year. At least ours. Wonderful time <laughs> of the year. <laughs> <sighs> uh, uh, we we love the Rocktober so much, and we're so excited to be in that. Uh, I this one doesn't have this movie does not have quite as much the Rock as I would like. Oh, how dare you! No, I just want I, more I, of him. I'm with you there, though. I, I wanted more. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they it like there's the unlikely alliance, and there is that the first of many punch fights between him and Vin Diesel. Oh, oh that's a good punch fight. This Couldn't was get... his first movie, right? I should know that, and I don't. Was this The Rock's first Fast no, and Furious? No, he had been it. Oh, it's, the, it's his first Fast and Furious movie. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, not his first movie. I'm sorry. You know I've been here for a previous Rocktober. Yes, I, I, I am. <laughs> the Rock and I go way back. I'm just, yeah. I didn't know, because I have also seen these there. movies, but out of sequence, and I have no idea what happens when. Yeah, well, uh, I'll explain So this, this is but... Hobbs. This is the first Hobbs. You'll tell me. First You'll Hobbs. tell me. You tell me, Chris. You tell oh, me. Oh, yeah. I'm waiting. Oh, yeah. Well, actually, it's a. It's going to be about time for you to tell us, but first, if you want to force us to enjoy something uh, a lot, you can go to readweep.com and sign up on the mailing list, and you can participate in a further sponsorship round, possibly even one that is focused on another great American icon, like The Rock, yeah. or you know, maybe you want to sponsor something for uh, Vin Timber, or... Whoa. I, w- I will not. <laughs> <laughs> Vin Timber? I would I would watch I enjoyed Vin so much in this I would watch more of him. Such a hard time with that dude's diction I can't even. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> his what about his diction? You could, you could you could do Nicholas Mage. Ooh, I like it. <laughs> you said it. It's happening. <laughs> uh, and of course, you can sponsor a, a bear-related topic for Grismas, which is coming yeah. up very soon. Uh, so, Chris, please, if you would now uh-huh. you summarize in style of Vin's diction. 
just... June Travolta. I'm sorry, I'll stop. I'll go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you made a big mistake. Uh... Oh yeah, Chris. Please uh, yes, don't don't right. don't enunciate much, but don't go full familiar because I don't want you to hurt yourself. But please summarize oh, fast okay. five. All right. Uh, so so fast five. Lips is... a little bit more than necessary. Like I'm gonna kiss my microphone. Like, yeah, just made just, a big mistake. Just like I'm making making luscious mouth shapes <laughs> at the mic. <laughs> so fast five is uh, it's the fifth movie in the Fast and Furious series. The series about street racing and life and petty crime, but mostly <laughs> La Familia. And in this movie, diplomatic immunity. I also think. diplomatic <laughs> immunity. And you know what else? No extradition. Yeah. Because Vin Diesel, Dominic Toretto, his sister Mia, and her boyfriend, his best friend, Paul Walker, Brian O'Connor are on the run after the events of Fast and Furious, otherwise known as Fast Four. <laughs> Vin Diesel's in prison. Oh, wait, they break him out of prison with a car crash. Somehow nobody's hurt. They leave and go to Rio de Janeiro. Go on this for one extra second. All the prisoners are on a prison bus in yep. the middle of an empty highway by themselves. Big, big, big heavy bus. Yeah. You heard that right. And so they... if a sports car hits it just right in the front quarter, that bus is going to go flipping through the air like yeah. a sausage in a fry pan. Yes. And, and... Landing and then pooping, the rock, uh, pooping Vin Diesel <laughs> out the side somehow. Yeah. No just one is injured. Diesel. Everyone is recaptured besides Vin. Yeah, and Vin is, and everybody, all the p- cops and the driver of the bus just go, oh, good move, dog. <laughs> and they just let him go to Rio. Yeah, you've earned that one. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. So they're on the run. They go to Brazil. Brazil, no extradition. So they, uh, they go there, and they need to lay low. And in Rio, the way to lay low is to hide among criminals in the favelas that are up <clears throat> in the hills in Rio. And so they find, actually, one of their former crew from the first Fast and Furious movie, Beardy McJerk Guy. Oh, that's why he, they knew him. Yeah. I, it's really weird to watch a series in descending order. I've never done this before. I don't... It, it really makes things like that confusing. <laughs> yeah. Slowly, the series gets less complicated and things make more sense. Yeah. Well, except some things make more sense, like at the end of this movie when they're like, this girl just came back to life and uh, she had been alive in the other movies. Sure. So that was kind of a, like, oh, I get it. She was dead and now she's not anymore. Uh, yeah. But these things are like, oh, you again. And I'm like, uh, I'm like, it's like when you, uh, somebody recognize you on the street and you have to pretend that you recognize them as well. That's what I was doing with this bearded oh, guy. Hey. Yeah. Oh, Mo. From, so uh, good to see oh, yeah. you. Ned. Ned Ryerson. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah. yeah, but this movie is Ned Ryerson, who's going to tell you everything about himself within 10 seconds of meeting him. Yeah. It's not like there's any mystery as to who this character is. There's no subtle introduction I'm a street racer, and past. I like to run my mouth, yeah. and I like butts. I'm a street racer, and I like to run my mouth, and I like computers. <laughs> like, it's really... And also <laughs> butts. So they go, and what do they do? They got to do one last job, because uh, Vince, jerky McBeard face uh owes a crime boss and you know la familia they they're there for each other you know three musketeers style so they do this job but things go a little south robbing cars from a train they have to crash a car they recover the chip from one of the car's uh entertainment units which apparently is what the drug dealer was using the big crime boss who runs all of rio was using a little chip hidden in the deck of a sports car 
to store all of his shipping like and receiving and he accounts kept payable. very clear records of all of his crimes on a car yes. stereo. Yes. <laughs> yes. And so they take this chip and uh, and the drug dealer catches them and he beats them up and they're like, oh man, we sure hate this drug dealer. Let's steal all of his money. Yeah, we've but got to his do car that, stereo. To do <laughs> that, we're going to need a team, Alex. <laughs> We're gonna need a team. I, so, you skipped. So, you, you were very light on the details in that train robbery. So we should go at some point. Go back to the great train robbery. We may. We may. I but for the plot. It. It's a great set piece. But basically, they steal cars from a moving train. Oh yeah, yeah. It's kind of slick. And then it goes wrong. Yeah. And it goes wrong. And that's that's all our listeners need to yeah, know yeah. because they should go see the damn movie. Just, but jeez. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm saying this. This, this is fucking great movie times. I, I feel strongly. Um, I think so, this, okay here's what I'll say about this as far as recommending it to people you know in your heart whether or not you want to see this movie if you think you might not want to see this movie you definitely will not enjoy it I don't know I think you might like it listen <laughs> listen you, as a person who did not usually enjoy action movies for most of her life this came as a surprise okay and it was a goddamn delight if you like weirdly production heavy rap songs that you'd never otherwise listen to if you like fanciful worlds filled with butts and also fast cars (laughs) basically i i almost liken this to the step up series it feels like a step up it's mostly a soundtrack and a feeling and people looking cool as opposed to a movie but then also like heart for no good reason and then just heart all over the place inexplicable heart if you like inexplicable heart but also just like a lot of dum-dums running around yeah yeah i think that's what most action movies don't have enough of is like bros being really happy for their other bros becoming dads yeah like surprisingly (laughs) genuine happiness for that yeah and surprising empathy for yeah oh boy (laughs) they also have surprising empathy for dwayne the rock johnson whose job it is he is a government basically bounty hunter who comes in, uh, his federal agency is tasked with finding the escaped criminals, Vin Diesel and, and Paul Walker. He's and, from and the DSS, the Diplomatic Security Service, which is an actual thing. It's a thing. And he comes in with the biggest guns, the biggest cars, and the biggest Dwayne The Rock Johnson to <laughs> come and, oh and take them by force back to the United States for trial. And so he is chasing them. It is a cat and mouse game. Let me tell you, cat versus very muscular mouse. <laughs> or wait mouse versus very muscular cat i got it backwards but point is is the rock he actually his team captures them he captures them before they can do the movie and there's like an hour <laughs> we still have an hour left of movie what happens is as he's taking them back to the airport drug dealer assaults the government people and the rock makes it out with the help of the criminals and now they have a common enemy this drug dealer so they're gonna steal his money after all yeah turns out yeah that was so a weird they, thing yeah, big action like war movie for like ten minutes in there. <laughs> it was weird. Yeah, but also uh, weird move criminals. They're like, well, the people that we wanted to kill are now with the the U.S. government. Let's attack the government. Yeah, they don't get to leave our city. <laughs> this weird. the DSS. I don't think they do get. I don't think they get to kill as many people with immunity as they do in this movie. They kill a lot of people with immunity. Yeah, the Rock say. is like real casual about murdering citizens in a sovereign nation. Yeah, yeah I mean it they are kind of a lot. They are it drug dealing so warlords, much. but yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's someone else's country. I don't know. I feel like a little hesitant to kill people in other countries. Sure, 
I yeah. was just going to stop right after. He's just off people. at home, but I, you know, I try to keep it under under control when I travel abroad. Yeah, it's yeah. just different laws over there. You never know what's legal with killing. Yeah, what a man does in his own home is his own business. Well, sure. But Yeah, <laughs> anyway, so The Rock teams up with this team of all the greatest hits of the previous Fast and Furious movies. So from so the, Too Fast, So these guys aren't Furious. normally a team? These are just like random people they've met? or they've These are random some people. So Tyrese and Luda are from Too Fast, Too Furious. Okay. Um, and specifically... Which is the third uh, one? That was a joke. No, it's I'm sorry. The, okay. Uh, <laughs> Han, the Japanese guy, is from Tokyo Drift. And this Tokyo Drift actually takes place after all the other to- Fast and Furious movies. Weird continuity. Thing. Yeah, this I don't get. This okay. always makes my heart hurt a little bit, but that's for reasons we can't. Because he into. dies in that movie, right? Not uh, no. Uh, oh. Nope. <laughs> uh, okay. But anyway, uh, so and and there's two uh, Mexican guys from Fast and Furious. There's uh, newcomer Gal Gadot, the girl who's good at everything. Uh, and yeah. the best driver, she's new to the movie, but pretty much everybody else is like the greatest hit star or, you know, like cast member from uh, previous Fast and Furious movies. So they get all these people together and they do this big heist where they steal because they, they've robbed and burned just enough money of the warlord or the drug lord for him to get nervous and consolidate his money in the police station. So then their goal is to rip the big safe of the police station out of the wall and use two sports cars to drive it through the streets of Rio and out of town. And it is a giant wrecking ball. It is a crazy, like, what is that? A half an hour of just wanton oh, destruction? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The streets of of two cars dragging a giant safe that's knocking everything over in its path. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, of course, it's a heist movie. So at some point, they uh, they have to do the cut where, like, meanwhile, what actually happened was. Right. And they, they do a little Ocean's Eleven switch and they, they get the money out. But the idea is this crew is going to split, like, you know, half a million dollars between them or whatever. No, a hundred million. Yeah, hundred million. It's not even that. Hundred million dollars. Yeah, that's yeah. a lot of money. Yeah, it's a it's a fair chunk of change. But when you start, you know, saving responsibly and like thinking about your future, <laughs> you're you know you're thinking about taking a day job pretty quick. I mean, yeah. even if there's a like a hundred of them, that would mean each one got a million dollars. Yeah, which each one of them got like twelve million dollars. Yeah, so if you okay, you could live on twelve million dollars. You could live on just the interest of that forever. Yeah, you don't need a you don't need a day job, Tanya. If you can't turn twelve million dollars into more money, you don't deserve twelve million dollars. <laughs> well, okay, this this is one of my That's big issues Trump's with the America movie. Shit I will Wait. ever say, but <laughs> did we ever? We didn't okay. actually get to the end of this. I do. Yeah. I have some okay. very significant. Can I, can I just wrap it up just real about. quick? Yeah, please. So, okay, so yes. they they steal the movie. The Rock, you know, at the end, he's like, "Okay, we got the drug lord, but you know, I can't let you go." Um, but uh, you know props for all your all your cool driving that you did because there was a lot of cool driving (laughs) that part yeah that's true uh and so he's like i'll give you 24 hours but you can't take the money and of course they take the money anyway and they run away and uh, it's not the last we'll see of this crew and it's not the last we'll see of the rock in this series but uh it's a cat and mouse to cat and mouse another day so vin and the rock punch each other on the in the plane right is that a Am That's the next up? movie. That's okay. the next movie. But they do yeah, punch they, in that. They punch each other in sort of a garagey warehouse, yeah. which Vin Diesel was the best puncher in the history of the Fast and Furious movies, but then The Rock is even better at punching. I watched a feature <laughs> on them on their fight, and the two of them, like the actors, seemed just so thrilled. The whole time they were shooting that fight scene, they were just like giddy. 
they were having their stunt so doubles much... were doing well no is they were this... like doing some wire work and some a lot of like fake punching but they just like were having so fun play wrestling i think it was yeah. real cute was it this one where um i think it's i want to say it's either the rock or vin diesel who's like everyone's been waiting for this fight for yes. years yes. like <laughs> so pumped to like give the people what they desperately want which yeah. apparently is two men with enormous necks just like wailing on each other yeah, yeah. without ever doing any serious damage without apparently. making any real yeah. contact yeah although they did some damage to that drywall my god <laughs> yeah that drywall <laughs> no good drywall to be had in the entirety of rio hope you have a contractor you know. Uh, well, so actually, let's. So that's the that's the film. That's um, the movie. That's Fast Five. It's a big heist with cars and driving and butts and uh, friendship. So there's a lot to unpack about this movie, but because it's the Rocktober, John's Tober, we're gonna do each uh, week this month. We're gonna make our anchor segment. Uh, we're just gonna call it Rock This Way, and I just want to focus like now for the segment on the things that the Rock does. And does like does well or does not do as well in his movies. We're just gonna like figure out what it is that makes The Rock The Rock. So yeah. let's let's talk about this punching a little bit more because uh, we've played a game on the show before that I call "How many punches to the head can you take?" Yeah, and, the answer is uh, 0.05. Yeah, for yeah for, <laughs> for me, it's a very little number. Uh, my man, The Rock takes cl- nineteen clean punches to the head. I counted. Wow, nineteen like a lot. Not like glancing blows, but like full contact fist punch from Vin Diesel to his head. He was also thrown through four walls. Yeah, there's all kinds of other stuff that happens, and then eventually Vin Diesel doesn't kill him with a wrench when he could have, um, or something. Yeah, which proves that he's got heart. Yeah, yeah, but that's about that's a different segment. That's about Vin, and that's for Vin yeah. Temper. Okay, okay. But okay, okay. Uh, nineteen punches to the head. That's one of the things about The Rock is he is solidly built, solid yes. of skull. Solid yeah, and that's skull. the thing. The Rock. This is the biggest I think we've seen The Rock in a movie before. I mean, we saw Fast Six and stuff, but like his, I think the Fast and Furious series oh. is the biggest Rock oh, I, we have seen, as opposed I think to seven a sleeker, slimmer title rock. for biggest Rock. I think he's Ooh, he's huge in this movie, and Vin Diesel had to get bigger to convincingly be the one who could, you know, stand up to as many punches as Vin Diesel takes from The yes. Rock. But, I mean, The Rock in Seven. I'm not trying to sit, skip ahead, but no, it's no, Rocktober. No. I was trying to say the time, series as a whole, because yeah. he gets, he gets oh, huge yeah. in Seven. He get, He's pretty huge in Six. But he's as opposed the, to... In Seven, with the cast? Yeah. Oh, oh flexing out of the to, cast is the biggest The Rock's ever been. If you never want to watch a single minute of this series, that's fine. But go on YouTube, find the 22-second clip of uh, The Rock. Uh, let's just say removing a cat. <laughs> Daddy's got to go to work. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I love it. It's yeah. so good. That is His like so actual good, arm is larger than my friend's waist. My roommate's waist is smaller than Vin Diesel's arm, which says arm. one thing about her waist yeah. and another thing about his arm, and both are accurate. One is yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Uh also we had a very interesting so he was big, but also he had uh we had a goatee on the rock. And as yeah. mentioned previously yeah, the little uh dewy. Very dewy. Pretty wet. He, he, he's got some scrub uh on the face in the form of a goatee. But it looks very well moisturized. Sure. Yeah. Not at all no scraggle there. A lot of baby oil goes moisturized into that facial hair. by the liquids pouring off his head all day. You could run a pinky through that beard. Oof. It's, it it yeah. does give him a bit He's of a villainous look, right? 
He's kind of mean in this yeah. one. His character in the series softens. Like they yeah. give him the kid weird? just to look softer. Yeah. In my memory, so he has this sort of uh, momentary selection of this translator based on her smile. No, that's not why. It turns out he's, he was actually selecting he, her because she's had lost her father to the bad guys or something. Husband. A husband, her yeah. Hub. Her father, that's... her husband. Husband, father, listen. <laughs> we've all been there. You know, uh, dad is your first love. <laughs> oh. Where's Listen, callbacks? what is time? We'll talk about more about callbacks pretty soon, but that was a but, terrible callback. Yes, yeah, a callback too before mind. the show started. Always a good move on a podcast. It's mm. always good to make a creepy reference to something no one knows what you're talking about. Happy Flag Day. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Anyway, no, but in my mind, I, 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 in my hazy memory of this movie, I thought that uh, that The Rock had Vin Diesel's like smoldering romantic relationship with that translator. Oh, you uh, thought The Rock had had a smoldering relationship? I did, and you know, I love The Rock in a romantic role, even when it's like a footnote romantic role, like in San Andreas. Like yeah. I still, I love it when The Rock is like, you know, like sweet on a lady. Yeah, I mean Whenever that's I what makes. I think that's one of the things that makes the Rock anyone. the Rock is that he's built like a like a a massacre, like a, like a rock. But then, yeah, like a rock. <laughs> uh, but he is so charming and sweet seeming. Yeah, yes. and he had to, he, he had just... to hold that back for most of this movie. But and as far as yeah. smoldering goes, it there's so many times in this series where he and Vin Diesel almost kiss. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like they, it's every time there's this, especially in a series like this where they're like, we got to fight, but first. Let's stare at each other from really close with our heads tilted a little bit. Oh, yeah. keep talking, Alex. Uh, my, <laughs> I watched Slower. this with my sweet lady, Slower. right? Uh, take your time. Don't rush. Uh, uh, so I watched this with my sweet lady who described them fighting as thumb wrestling. Because <laughs> they both look like thumbs? Uh, they both giant. look like thumbs. with bodies. Finally. But, and they're standing so close to each other that if yeah. you want to watch the movie without paying for it or downloading it uh not that you should ever do that just put your two fists together and put your thumbs up in the air and you've got a good 35 minutes of it just start fighting yeah or like justice or like family you or like big cars mistake. and butts and yeah. yeah you can you got it all if you want to make it super realistic draw a goatee on one of your thumbs that's what yeah. i was thinking keep the and other then, one bald though and then dip it in in like vegetable oil you're yeah. going to want to do that anyway. <laughs> I mean, listen, it's Thursday. Just get in there. Yeah, treat yourself. <laughs> treat yourself. You've got a ballpoint pen handy. <laughs> I do kind of want to draw on. I want to draw on my thumb now a little tiny goatee. What's There's a Sharpie on my you? desk. I'm just doing it. I'll tweet <laughs> it. I'll tweet a, a photo with the show. vegetable oil. Come on now. Don't be shy. <laughs> it's just us chickens. <laughs> Oh, mm, slippery! He is—he's—he's he's a greasy thumb, but he's a—he's oh, got such heart. I he's love so him. lovable. Also, he has the most teeth. He has so many teeth. Oh, and, and they are so white. He oh, white How many teeth do you think he has? Oh, so many. Just like too many, though. Um, like maybe he... like ten to twelve extra teeth. They're very white. I will, like. Oh. I want to hug his smile. Is that weird? It's a good smile. The silence is telling me that's weird. It's a little weird. <laughs> <laughs> Also, because he, you know, there he's in Hollywood. He probably has veneers. So I'm just picturing the little tiny stubby teeth under his fake teeth. Listen, and it's making I me try sad. not to think about everyone's stubby teeth. It's like pretty much everyone has stubby teeth. I know. Under their... And once somebody tells you about it, and you see someone with really nice teeth, you just picture their poor little teeth underneath those teeth. <laughs> 
<laughs> this is like people who feel bad for the socks they don't wear every day. <laughs> it's like, listen, guys, you got benched. <laughs> Sorry, Beneath dudes. these beautiful teeth are some stubby, sad teeth. <laughs> somebody, I, I weep for them. I read some article recently where somebody had like was taking pictures of celebrities and drawing the little teeth under their teeth on these pictures. Oh, and now I yes. can't not see that. Oh, man, that sounds amazing. <laughs> We've wandered, but (laughs) (laughs) you're listening to like 80% visible on the Sesame Network brought to you by Amazon.com. Go there whenever you shop online and you help an is on our show and is on. This is like 80% visible. I'm Grecian Aries. If you have two or more pieces of paper, that belong in a group, you have a decision to make. There's the paperclip for cowards who aren't ready to commit, and for the real ones, there's the staple. Though King Louis XV was said to have the first stapler in the 18th century, including gold staples with intricate designs, I think the key moment was George McGill's 1867 patent for a paper fastener that was bendable. That's producer Sasha Hangout. Before staples were bendable, people had to go through the tedious process of, you know what? It doesn't matter. Yeah, it does. Fine. Uh, fine. Let's jump ahead to 1895 when the first modern stapler hit the scene. Invented by E.H. Hotchkiss Company, it used a strip of bendable staples instead of, the op- instead of making the operator insert one at a time. Just like to interject here that the design of the stapler kept changing. Because in the paper industry, it's important to keep flexible. Okay, thanks for that. Grecian really helped keep this moving. You're welcome. Let's see, what else? Oh, Greta Hotchkiss is the great-great-granddaughter of each Hotchkiss who invented those strips of staples. We still have some in the living room. Great-great-grandpa E.H. was eccentric, but a real genius. I bet. I never met him, but our house is built almost entirely out of staples. Ooh. Isn't that cool? Nope. Before Hotchkiss, people just stuck paper together using prayer. That's not true. Anyway, I don't care. I've been reading about fucking staples for the last six weeks, and there's nothing interesting about them at all. That's not true. Like, what about their distinct shape? Somebody designed that. Yeah, everything was designed by somebody. Our podcast is literally about anything. The hidden stuff. Sure, but some things are hidden because there's nothing interesting about them at all. We've already talked about staples for longer than anybody who isn't working at Swing Line. Nobody cares. That's kind of my thing, though. I make people care about stuff they didn't think they cared about. Oh, but it's too much. I can't care about every tiny thing that's ever been invented. Do you know why plugs are shaped the way they are? Nope. And the moment you tell me, I'm going to forget. I'll try to talk about it at a party, and I'll have completely forgotten because it's not actually that interesting. There are 40,000 different kinds of tea. You must be insufferable to hang around. Hanging around was invented by the early Etruscans as a method. Stop. I don't care. I don't care about any of it. Fine. 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 Fine is the most common width of pen ink bought in the United States. Hmm. You know what? I'm done. Staples are boring. You should all go home. The concept of home. No. No. 
like 80% Visible, was produced today by a group of people you won't remember and me, Grecian Aries. We are a founding member of the Sesame Network and recorded in rapidly gentrifying Oakland, California. Your voice is too low. It's freaking me out. Like 80% Visible is brought to you by Amazon, the website for people who have things to buy. My boy Carving Knife always has something to buy. I like to buy things on Amazon. Oh, God, your voice is going to drop so hard one day. Uh, now it's time for the game of lightning bonus round. Lightning bonus round. Lightning bonus round. <laughs> weird, pa- weird passion on that. Um, uh, so this is our mini game segment. So I got a couple of questions for you guys. Uh, well, the first up was suggested by Ad Magic Darts on Twitter, which was, "How would you fail to get a bank vault across Rio with only massive cars as tools?" Although I might open it up to how would you fail to survive any part of this? What if you were involved in this team heist? If you were a police officer, what would be the part that you would fail at the most hard? Um, crippling and continuous panic attack upon escaping from prison. <laughs> hey, yeah, step one: just died of a heart attack before you hit the border. Well, the idea of being in a bus crash and then like, hey, now I'm feeling up to doing some crimes. I don't know. It feels like maybe you need a nap in a while. Or that part where you like go up the stairs and like the favelas of Rio and like don't just run away and cry and like poop yourself because a bunch of people with machine guns step out and are like, what it do? They <laughs> like- were pretty. Yeah, they were pretty chill about the machine guns. Although yeah. Vin Diesel told me that they had to be very selective about which favela to film in because most of them are super unsafe. But it turns out the criminal groups of rio are big fans of the fast and furious series i bet and they were so stoked to have them there oh man that's so cute that's really cute (laughs) damn it that is really cute this is brazil (laughs) oh i love it well although the the part of brazil is uh almost entirely played by puerto rico because it's much cheaper but oh i bet the favela and the establishing shot of jesus those are both brazil and almost everything else was in puerto rico okay I accept. Yeah. Yeah. It is nice. The giant Jesus, though, is a really, it was a nice thing of Rio to build so that you could instantly establish something as being in Brazil. It, just every time you just, helicopter oh. goes by it, I know where we are, and then you can and be in Puerto Rico. And establish, and establish, and establish. Yeah. So many times in this movie, it reminded us where we were. Yeah, no, in case this looked like Puerto Rico, don't forget that time we flew by Jesus nope. in a helicopter. Yeah, we got a drone. <laughs> oh, Jesus in a helicopter is the name of my band. <laughs> Lightning bonus round. Uh, how else do you guys feel this ride? What other things would be hard? Kaylin, how about you? Oh, I would die if my girlfriend told me she was pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh. what happened to the pull-out method? Right? Yeah. What was I thinking? <laughs> uh, what were you thinking? To answer the question, uh, I would uh, actually uh, lose it when I uh, left turn took look too long, and I made a really wide right turn. That would be what took me out. <laughs> Good job, Grandma. I uh, I got in a minor car accident when I was like a junior in college, and for like a year after it, every time I got in a car, I, f- I could like feel the back end sliding out from under me which it wasn't but like it. psychosomatic yeah. like i felt like i was crashing over again for like a year um so very early on in this show like the after the bus flip i would just anytime i got in a car i would feel it flipping over oh, that'd be so scary <laughs> how do you get in like two car accidents in a in a week and be like i want to drive now 
I don't know, maybe like after the second car accident, you'd be like, let's let's take the train places. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe that's where I'd fail to survive. Mostly because I fall asleep on trains <laughs> and I don't think I'd wake up in time to join my buddies <laughs> in the heist. Oh, just napping away while they're trying to cut open the side of a train car. Yep. Okay, so we didn't mention it yet. So the way they rob the train, they have a train, they have cars in the train. <laughs> oh, God. They drive a train real fast they have a a flatbed that drives up next to it plasma torch cut the side of the train open yeah right alongside while the train's moving while the train's moving at the same speed uh has they have these uh hooks on uh that they put under the cars and explosively winch them out of the train sideways onto the flatbed and then dump it backwards into the desert yeah, just slide it out sideways. You get a driver in there, dump it off the ramp, and driver and drives like it off. The third car is when the people in the train are like, "Feels like something's weird on this train." Well, it's because the gunshots. Yeah, they, they like yeah, yeah, the gunshots got them. They were like, "All oh, this like shaking and plasma cutting seems normal." Oh, yeah. and like every government agent on the train suddenly like springs to action. Yeah, <sighs> why are there so many American government agents on this train? Because there's DEA cars in the second to the last carrier. It's actually it's one of the most broy line deliveries from Paul Walker in the movie. There's during the second to the last freighter. <laughs> it's so it's the second to the last freighter car. It's the Dare second to the last one. Hey, I love him. <laughs> R.I.P. We needed him. Uh, <laughs> we needed I, him for broy exposition reasons. And his piercing blue gaze. It's pretty piercing. It is. So piercing. Uh, also wonderful to have him playing the role himself and not a computer. <laughs> sure. Yes. Actually, I think the car, correct me if I'm wrong, there's the scene with him in a car, like, driving into the sunset. Yes, yeah. there is a scene with him in a car, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You're talking about in Fast 7, right? Well, so yeah. the, I think the, the clip of his head they use in Fast 7 when they CG him there is from this. I think yeah. it was a scene. That wouldn't that, be surprising. It's just in this, there wasn't that weird glow of we cut this out of a different movie. Right. And didn't even like color match it very well. Listen, they did the best that they could. They were all crying the whole time. <laughs> and they did so good. You they can't take anything away from that good. film. Fair it's enough. Perfect. Listen, Fair enough. it's been a long day without you, my friend. All right. So let's. <laughs> let's <laughs> <laughs> question two. Lightning bonus round. Uh, question number two is Is there. A problem that a group of precision drivers can't solve. Because I mm. would have thought a bank heist would be one that's not about precision driving. Yeah, I got it. Crippling loneliness. Nope. About <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, could you be lonely while hanging out with that crew? You couldn't. No, they they're, they're giving no, you a whole new always, family. Yes! They're always there with a bad beer and a clap on the back and a joke about your. Oh, I'm about the your l- most lonely methods. with my family. <laughs> oh, interesting. Oh, hey, no, well, but, but these are like no, but these are the the family you choose, not the family you're born with. Yeah, that's a RuPaul quote. Except that's for... not from Vin. That's a totally <laughs> that was Vin doing RuPaul. You got to okay, yeah, like that. Your I like life. that. But did you also? I also sort of like how Paul Wall like opens up and is like, "Listen, I don't remember my dad at all." And oh he's yeah. Like, hey Vin, are you ready to get vulnerable with me? And Vin's like, "My dad was amazing." <laughs> yeah. What a weird time to brag <laughs> about talk how cool your dad is. It's yeah. like, hey, I'm just gonna reveal a little bit about. Nope, never mind. I just realized that Paul Wall in that scene was revealing to Vin Diesel that he has no valid model for fatherhood yeah yeah that that he's gonna be the father of vin diesel's like nephew or niece and he's like i'm probably not gonna be good at this 
yeah, he's facing very real, yeah. like crippling doubt. Yeah. And Vin Diesel's reaction was, my dad was amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that is a real bummer about your dad. Man, I remember all the times I was hanging out with my dad and it was great. Uh, this is not a weird time to bring this up, is it? Yeah, no, yeah this, this isn't called the fast and the empathy, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, I have a quick question about like the economy of what it is that they do. Like normally, if things go well, right? Okay. They boost all these cars, sure, and then they illegally sell them. Yep. Why? For money. <laughs> but what? But to whom? Like, who's like, oh, I can't buy a fancy car. Where can I possibly go to get a super fancy car? Well, these are uh, custom. Who are- will ever give me a really fancy car with everything I ask for? I have all of this money, but I can't buy a car. Who are these people? Who are these people who are like, oh, if only I didn't have to drag myself to these black market car salesmen every other year for my fancy, fancy cars. <laughs> <laughs> I like. I have a. What really, is this business model? I have a, a like a real boring answer, but your question is so funny. I don't want to talk about it. Just, you win, Tanya. Lightning bonus Lightning round. Bonus round. Uh, we we'll just move on. Okay, so this is a question from Chris from the Weekly Weep this week. Uh, if yeah. you were a vigilante street racer, what kind of car would you drive, or what specific car would you drive? Uh, and we got so many fun answers to it. I, I don't know. I thought that question... I wasn't sure how many people knew cars or cared about cars, but everybody had a great answer for this. Yeah, we had some really, really good answers. Everyone's just waiting for somewhere they could actually buy their car, you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, some of these are too... Uh, a bunch of these are a little too visible. Visual, visible? Um, yeah, uh, we had a couple people visual. say the, uh, Doc Brown's DeLorean. Yeah, DeLorean's a great idea. Right. Um yeah, I, you're, wi- you're gonna win every race because you can time travel. I there's a couple people uh, who sent see? us the uh, sent us one of those like 1970s car into airplane kits. Sure, where you'd have a car and you have a bunch of stuff in the trunk and you like fold it up the wings <laughs> and attach it to your Pinto and then supposedly it would fly. Or there's that car that's also a boat that's pretty good. Oh yeah, oh yeah. duck boat. Yeah. Man, if you were in a chase with cops and you were driving one of those duck boats. <laughs> The cops would be like gaining on you because you're not moving very fast, but then you would just keep puttering <laughs> into, the into the lake, the water, and they'd have go. nothing else to do to you. That chase would be my self-portrait gift for every time I try something new. <laughs> They're, getting away. They're getting away. Quick, drive around the lake. <laughs> no, no, you've got time. <laughs> <laughs> we can stop for shakes. Uh, <laughs> uh, some other good answers: a knife sharpening truck. Yeah. Oh, pr- somebody, somebody definitely follows me on Instagram. Oh yeah. <laughs> Did you post about knife sharpening trucks recently? Oh hell yeah! Oh. Yeah, there was one in my neighborhood. It's like an adult bourgeois ice cream truck where all the people in my neighborhood run, run to go get their knives sharpened because there's not a good sharpening place around. Huh. Yeah. Uh, don't run! Don't run! I told them. With all your dull improvs, no dull is the worst cut to get. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. Uh, if you're in a if you're a vigilante food truck street racer, I would go with an ice cream truck. That's sure. Marcelo Duran. Um, yeah. Chris, what were your other favorites in here? Uh, I really liked uh, 
at Spear Havoc, who posted a photo of Mr. Bean sitting in a recliner driving a car with a oh, yeah. or a mop. Like that. That's pretty fantastic. I like that a lot. Uh, a, a white unmarked cargo van? Yeah. Be, well, actually, <laughs> the best way uh, uh, in Portland would be like a white uh, Prius. With an Uber sticker. With an Uber exactly sticker. That's exactly what I was yeah, going right. to say. Yep. No yep. one would notice. Yep. No one would know where you were. You'd be every car on the road. Instantly You'd be all of them. Lost. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Cops like no, they're lost. Oh, they got somebody in there. It's, yeah, yeah, exactly. And also, just like, get your accomplice to go in the back seat, and you'd be invisible. You'd be, do, yeah. You could, you do like almost run over pedestrians, and you'd be like, oh, oh okay, you're, <laughs> you're an Uber. That's reasonable. Uh, Optimus Prime. That's Connor's oh, answer. That's, that's a such a good one. answer. Pretty good answer. Um, I although you know hard to park. <laughs> tr- well, there you go. That's what I was going to say. Hard to park. Uh, Tegan would run away in the Flintstones car, as long as you had really good cardio skills and and metal shoes. Yeah, that's that's a must. That is a tricky car to drive. Also, a tricky car to steer. There's not a, the wheel doesn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> there's no axle. It's I mean it's that is troublesome. The, yeah. Um. Wh- what do you guys think? What are your cars? Get what are your getaway cars, Chris and Tanya? Tricycle. <laughs> Solid. They'll never stop me in my big wheel. <laughs> I'll, I'll feel very stable in this. Uh, I always had this dream. Like I always thought the, the cool thing to do if you were like super duper rich is to get like like a mid nineties Corolla, yeah, and, and then just put every everything you can buy in making the interior great. So. Put the most incredible engine and then the most luxurious interior, but then on the outside, like if someone like scraped it, you wouldn't be pissed because it just looks like a junker. But then it goes way faster than you'd expect from a Corolla. <laughs> I accept. That sounds great. Uh, I like the idea of them not. You know, I don't. You don't want them to see it coming. Totally. That's, they can watch good. you leave. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Was that about butts? I, I, butts. Maybe, possibly butts. <laughs> Tying it back in. Was like slapped or grabbed? Oh! Wait, you should, should I try that one again? Would you like me to yell Can it? Can I make a note about callbacks in the film? You should try it twice. But <laughs> Can we talk uh, about callbacks real quick? Uh, I just want to address oh. something that happens in this film, and I can save it, but it feels like we just called back. Twice this film makes callbacks to a joke earlier in the movie, but to a character who wasn't in the room at the time. Yeah. So, Whoa, at one point... A car- Luda says, uh, I had a life, you know, before you knew me. Right. Uh, cut to Han later delivering the same line to Luda. I had a life before you knew me. Uh, Han was not in the van. Yeah, it's not a call. <laughs> but if, it if they had, had a conversation off I forget off the other screen. one because I didn't bring my notes. But there, it happens twice. And I love it. Yeah. I love it so much. What a, the joke is for the audience, Wait, not for the characters. They are a vehicle. You guys recap conversations to each other off camera. That's that's weird. Yeah, yeah that must be what they do. Anytime you don't see them on screen, they're off to the side being like, man, and then Luda said this thing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess you had to be there, but also, God, it was great. <laughs> oh, so good. Just, I just want you to know that in case you're ever hanging out with Luda and you do something impressive he's not expecting. Yeah, you got just something giving in your you a freebie on that, that one. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> Thanks. Uh, Sorry, guys. Although, I just had to. I was like, holding on to that the whole time. 
No, that was great. That was perfect. Uh, and also, that is the game of lightning bonus round, since that wasn't about cars. Lightning bonus, lightning round. bonus round. Uh, now we have time for yeah. one more compliment, so we're going to go in reverse order. It's the minor compliment. Tanya, what's the last compliment you're going to give this movie in this moment? You can talk about it more later. What? <laughs> I, I can know. talk about it more later? Normally <laughs> I say, what's the last nice thing you'll what ever say about it? What do even mean? Normally... It's the last nice thing you're ever going to want to say because you hate a thing. But since oh. it's good, you can talk more later about good things. But we're not, you know, you only get one more now. I, yeah, I do enjoy. <laughs> Doesn't make I, sense. I, even with its lopsided moral compass, in which they champion family, but then also murder a lot of people that just like odds are all had family. <laughs> That's a good um, point. Yeah, it's just a little troubling, but. I really enjoy that this movie gives us time, even with how lean it is, because I completely agree it is it is totally lean. It is Christian Bale, the machinist lean. <laughs> <laughs> but it also knows what we want as an audience, and that is watching our crew be a team and have fun together. And so like Audit. even though their solution that they originally devised that's about like making these corners and like this really efficient way that the camera can't catch, like doesn't even come through, we get to watch them keep trying to do that yeah. just because it's fun. Just because it's fun. It's fun to watch them try. It's fun to watch them rib each other. It's fun to watch them like pull faces while they're driving a car in like an extreme way. I'm using air quotes. Like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's like totally, it's totally a good time. It's exactly what you want. And I, I like that the movie recognizes that like part of it is that we just enjoy watching these people be friends with each other, even in a fictional context. I That's uh, really well summarized for why I think it, it works. I mean, I also think like that train action sequence was like a flawlessly shot and designed action sequence. And so to have sure. that level of like, it's Justin Lin, right? Directed this one? Yeah. yeah. Like Justin yeah. Lin, perfect action movies with just like, these unbelievably muscly dudes ribbing each other and hanging out. And, and they're also buddies. very, and they're very trackable. Like I always felt like I understood what was happening in them, which uh, having watched some action movies where that's not true, like that's a skill. That's yeah. a real skill. Yeah. You're basically just taking all the words out of my mouth right now, aren't you? Oh shit. Also props <laughs> to the sound design. Cause that shit was dope. <laughs> Your buddy, the sound designer from this. Yeah. Where did you meet? We talked about this. It's weird that we had to, we did all of our Vin facts, Vin Diesel facts on a show that didn't have him in it. And we talked about that from a movie he was not in, right? Vinfax? Yeah, remember this couple episodes ago? Oh, talk- that's did- right. Yeah, we did. We had a whole chat about Vinfax and my, my sound design pal. Yeah, you're talking about your sound design pal who did all of them or just the last couple? or He's done many of them. I know he did Tokyo Drift and I imagine he also was involved in 4 and then he certainly was the, the sound design, supervising sound designer on 5 as well. Peter Brown. We talked about this with Hathaway right before we reviewed The Ancient Future which has nothing to do with Vin Diesel. I can't remember even why we were talking about it but we did like this cold open about Vin Diesel facts. It's just because I had to talk to him for work and I was all excited. No, that's, that's very cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Chris... That hopefully stalled enough long enough for you to get uh, words oh, back I got in your mouth. Comments for this movie. Okay, man. good. Uh, yeah, so uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give a quiet shout out to the understated B plot romance in this movie of Han and girl whose name I forget. Oh, Giselle. So good. Yeah, uh, <laughs> of Gal Gadot and what was her name? Is it Giselle? Yeah, Giselle. Yeah, oh, yeah it's Giselle. It is Giselle. Yeah. So she's um, the one who gets the butt print. Yeah. Yep. 
basically they're just like side characters and they're just like basically they just meet in this movie and they're hanging out and just they they like the cut of each other's jib and by the end of the movie they're together and you do nothing but root for them because they're both just uh uh really fun yeah they seem like decent people yeah and they're both uh way too good at everything they try to do in this movie yeah and they just blend in anywhere they go <laughs> sort of no <laughs> no not really you're a street racer okay yeah. uh my compliment uh my, i've i guess a couple quick mini minor compliments first of all um the whole thing with the safe the real heroes were not the drivers it was those cables who just hung on for yeah. dear life good for those cables and it was the road workers who repaired all the roads oh, afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh but my my other minor compliment is I love... There's a couple of, like, things I've always wanted to say. Uh, and, like, one of them is, uh, like, money is not an object. Yeah. Uh, like, and this one has has a classic, which is, I think we should split up. I've never gotten to say that. <laughs> and almost never in a movie when someone says that do I think, like, yeah, that makes sense. It's always a weird plan that someone suggests, but people in movies always suggest splitting up with so much confidence, and I've never gotten to do that. Yeah. Also, if you have a group of like twelve characters, splitting up is actually good because otherwise you're a roaming band of twelve people trying to be sneaky. <laughs> well, that's true. Although it was like four of them that were talking about it, and it was like because the cops were chasing them, and it just—I don't know if like—are you better at getting away if there's two of you, or is the plan like we should split up because they'll definitely catch two of us, and it's like a fifty-fifty shot we get away? Yeah. Or the cops Super could probably unclear. keep catching people after they've caught one person. That's not a rule. <laughs> You would think they too can split up. You know? <laughs> yeah, right. Well, there's also a lot more of them. I don't know. Uh, and and the other thing now that I I've always wanted to do is I've always wanted to just take papers from somebody and throw them away without thinking about it. And that had like the best line in the movie I think for me. The best the rock line is when the young detective is like going through all the the file about this crime and is like I don't know it just doesn't make sense. And he goes you know it makes sense. And he grabs her file and just throws it across the room. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's just yeah. so sassy and like unnecessarily mean. It was sort of like he was just like walking down a hallway and he was like nerd and then slapped the books out of her hand. <laughs> it's just bizarre and aggressive, and I thought it was so funny. Anyway, those are things you I, I trust to do. is gasoline and horse sense. I'm the rock. <laughs> All right, those are mine. Uh, Caitlin, what is your minor compliment? And the last nice thing we're gonna say about this, but we'll talk about it later. I, you know, I don't think I have to expound on either one of these two major compliments, uh, but this entire series in this movie included, it just possesses a total lack of irony yeah. that is so comforting and enjoyable uh, and casting. You can't, you can't, uh, you, you kind of said it, Tony, you want to watch these people be friends. There aren't two fucking Vin Diesels. There just no. are not. No. It no. is a perfect vehicle for that human vehicle inside a vehicle. They did their job. <laughs> they did it right. His I hate this well movie. Played. It's terrible. Oh, well and I love said. it. His it name is, is so bad. Related it's fundamentally things. so bad. And I love it. It is. Vin and Diesel. It's just two car-related nouns smashed together. Inside a car noun. <laughs> And the other is an immovable object. It's just perfect. Well, I guess it's the thing that moves against you, and it doesn't matter. They're both perfect. Yes. Everybody in the movie that doesn't die in the, in the next movie is perfect. They just kill everyone unnecessary and boil it down to a beautiful demigloss of delicious teamwork. <laughs> I, I want, only want to hear you discuss this. I want that to be the last word of the show. I like to get demigloss in here. 
It's really oh, strong. So I feel like I've done that before, so I apologize if this is if regular re- listeners recognize my frequent metaphors. If but. you're always going back to demigloss, that's fine with me. That's a stock Listen. phrase for me. Smoke bomb. She's gone forever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that is it for our show. Thank you so much for joining us. We're going to be back again next week. Next week, we're going to talk about one of The Rock's rare misses, The Tooth Fairy. Oh, boy. Uh, yes. Yeah, Thanks for this week, guys. I appreciate that. Sincerely, <laughs> that you didn't invite me on next week. Yeah, Thanks. that one's going to be, I think, the worst thing we're going to do. Uh, it, oh, it looks so bad. Uh, here's the, just the, the, the summary. A bad deed on the part of a tough minor league hockey player results in an unusual sentence he must serve one week as a real life tooth fairy that is a bizarre ref in that game that is a super weird and b let's picture the rock as a minor league hockey player just for a second it's like a little too no. big he doesn't see i don't know picture being a five-year-old with a loose tooth waking up to the rock standing over your bed trying to take it from you uh, and he smiles real big and you're like whatever hey well that yeah, does you tanya, can take whatever you tanya want. does explain why he has so many extra teeth Oh, that's gross. Why did he jam those child teeth up in them gums? I thought, in my, at least in minor league hockey, I would have thought it was like three minutes in the penalty box, not a week as the tooth fairy. But, or I was, or maybe it's like the, the Santa Claus where he like killed the tooth fairy and that was his bad deed. And they're like, well, now you're the tooth fairy. Yep. Put now on the suit. Tim Allen. Wait, what? <laughs> a, a part of me still has a warm feeling for the Santa Claus. Even though we had to watch what we watched the third one, Ugh. you can go your own way, Alex. It's okay. <laughs> All right, uh, and really quick, a quick shout out. I just want to thank Holly Norris, who's back on as a meat buddy. And yeah, uh, thanks, Holly. When when we got that notification, I was like, wasn't Holly already a meat buddy? And it turns out uh, PayPal had stopped taking her money, and then she started again and tweeted about it, which is a very nice thing for someone who's so dedicated. Here's what she said: She said on Twitter, she was like. I just noticed that PayPal stopped, wasn't deducting from my bank account for my meat buddiness. Like you were checking for that, and you're like, I haven't. Like I just, you just like had a feeling, Holly, of heaviness, like you hadn't been generous enough to this <laughs> podcast recently. It's impressive. I don't know. I don't look at. I haven't looked at my bank statement in years. I don't know how you're combing through it for your donations. But yeah, what a uh, what a champion! It means a lot, and uh, we're very grateful for all of our meat buddies. And thoroughbreds, y'all and, are sweetness and, and just listeners and commenters and everybody who who Seriously. has a good time. Oh, oh, anybody oh. who reaches out, yes, is yeah. just the but best. But if you one. want to give us money, yeah. go to read slash meat buddies if you want to become a meat buddy. Yeah. But uh, the other thing, since uh, or when we're thanking people, I also want um, to thank uh, Empanadananda on at. Em- uh, anyway, motherfucking Starboy. Anyway, uh, on Twitter, uh, who sent us some uh, fan art of Lam- of Llama Cop? Oh yeah, that was week, super good. Which I really like. I fan art makes me so happy, and especially when we do like some weird riff about a cop that is a llama, um, <laughs> and then we get pictures of a llama wearing those police shades. It's just so pleasant. Uh, I really love it. So thank you, and Panada Nada. Panada Nada. 
Anyway. Yep. Uh, so <laughs> thank you guys so much. That's it. Uh, and uh, thank you as always at C. Walter Smith. Uh huh. At the Tanya Best. Skirt. And at Robot Caitlin. Yeah. I really did draw uh, Vin Diesel and The Rock on my thumbs, and I'll send it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Cover that shit in vegetable oil and start snapping pictures. Yeah, deal. I'll dip. I'll dip. You might I'll have dip. to have, just because of the way cameras work, you might have to have a third party come in and take a picture of your thumbs. I thought about that. It's why you don't have it already. Because <laughs> <laughs> th- one of your thumbs is real greasy right now. I was, th- <laughs> I was, I was going to do it, and then I was like, I don't think I could say to my adult wife, please take pictures of my thumb. One is made to look like The Rock. Oh, I'm bringing my girlfriend's joke to life. She is going to be so delighted. Well, that's true, because she had the th- it was her thumb idea. Okay, This that's is true. her joke. Good. So, All right. good job. L- thanks, Look for that, you guys, on at, uh, at Robot Caitlin, and uh, thanks for being here, as always. You're such a great time talking to you. Thanks for having me. All right, we'll be back uh, next good week. Good luck with the Tooth Fairy next week. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Pshh.